Hello and welcome to How They Get You. This is a Malifaux podcast. So if you're here to listen to a podcast about something else, you have come to the wrong place. Hit stop now. My name is Ted. I'm Hateful Dark Black on the forums. And I am here today with Derek Chu. Hi, Derek. Hey, how's it going? So we played a game at a, a tournament. It was a few months ago now, but we took notes right after the tournament. And Derek beat the pants off me, did just a fantastic job in play, and I wanted to record how it went and talk about it. So we were playing with the Gaining Grounds 2016 schemes. It was actually a playtest version, so it was a slightly earlier version of the rules. Um, we're going to not go into the detail of that because that's not really an interesting question. Schemes are pretty much the same, so we'll just talk about it as if, you know, with the modern rules. So, in this game, Derek played Mei Feng, and I played Ulix. Uh, in 2016, I'm playing Gremlins, so I've switched to Ulix, and uh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I guess let's start... Um, Derek, what were the game parameters, and what was the end score? Well, Ted, um, I think we, we the game the strategy for the strategy we came up with turf war. Yeah. Uh, the schemes were convict labor, as always. Uh -huh. uh, leave your mark. Uh huh. What else do we have? Um, exhaust their forces, covert uh -huh. breakthrough, and occupy their turf. Yep. And uh, let's see, you, I think uh, I got a total of one on Turf War and nothing for Leave Your Mark or Occupy Their Turf. Mm -hmm. And you got three for Turf War, mm -hmm. one for Convict Labor, and one for Leave Your Mark. Right. So um, do you want to talk about what uh, crew did you pick and how did they work together? Well, as a crew, I chose two rail workers, a Komainu, the High River Monk, and Toshiro. Right, right, and they worked together, kind of in or and an Emberling. That was, uh, and you also took Amonozaka, right? I did take Amonozaka. That was kind of crucial. Uh -huh. I remember that uh, <laughs> bitterly. Yes, I, I yeah. Um, so as far as how they work together, Amonozaka doesn't necessarily work with the crew, but what I always, but I what I've come to the conclusion of is that they works really well against gremlins. Oh yeah, yeah. And in turf war, you have to go. You have to go to the center. So it seemed like a really solid choice for yeah, them. Yeah, Am Amonozako kind of makes the area near her very miserable. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a literal sense, she creates the hazardous terrain, but she also has against gremlins. She can eat them up. Right. Um, uh, with her, I forget what it's called. The the, the devour thing. Yeah, the yeah. devour ability, uh, and then she also has a wide range attack with a really high damage, a lot of durability because she's a henchman and mm -hmm. because. Uh, she can heal herself, and just um, kind of she can get to a place quickly with her big speed, and then cause a lot of problem once she get there. So you don't usually play with Amonozako. It's kind of something you switch in when you know you're playing against Gremlins. Pretty much, that's my go-to for that. Nice. Um, as far as the rest of the main, the May crew, I usually take two uh, two to three of a mix of either rail workers or Kamaiyu. So that's how I come uh -huh. up with that kind of combination. Uh -huh. And then um, I usually take Toshiro. Because Toshiro seems to work really well with Mei, primarily, as uh -huh. far as the rest of the Ten Thunders Masters go. Because he can summon more Kamaino. She drops a lot of scrap, scrap markers, markers and, and, 
and he summons Kamainu off them. Yeah. And it seems like he also buffs both the Kamainu and rail workers because he helps minions with Precisely. positive twists. Exactly. So how do you pick between rail workers and Kamainu? When do you do which? Um, mainly I pick Kamainu when um, I need something that is a little bit more uh, survivable. Because uh-huh. they have the higher, they have the armor, they have got the hard to kill, just like uh, rail workers do. But they've got higher life. So uh-huh. when, when I start out like with one or two, also it will lead up to a really good setup, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, rail workers are really solid when I don't know where my opponent's going to be. Uh-huh. So and they just and they need to hit really hard and possibly even act independently. Right. Yeah. Because a rail worker, I mean, even though it's not a very expensive unit, it has. Huge offensive potential. Yeah, with that precise assault. The precise, the the positive twist to attack and yeah, damage, yeah. and uh, it's a max damage of what five on yeah. a five soulstone minion. It's yeah. just nuts. It's just good. They're just really scary. They're yeah. not super fast, but they're fast enough. And then they just do a lot of melee damage. Right, and they move really. And if yeah. you if you got Toshiro, they can move actually pretty quick. Oh, that's which, true. Yeah, yeah. Which I which is another kind of synergy that I really like. Nice. So, um, what schemes did you? Well, I guess we said what schemes did you pick. Um, what was? How did you go through the choice of uh, choosing those schemes? Well, considering it was our first time ever playing the schemes, it was kind of. Yeah. I was kind of just looking through a lot of stuff, and leave your mark goes towards the center anyways. So uh-huh. I figured if we were going to be in the center. Well. Actually, it doesn't so much now. No, it, it doesn't. Is, it's it on excludes the, the center now. So yeah. you chose leave your mark because the rules were different then. Yeah. And then you chose combat labor because I didn't know what else to pick. That's a really good reason. That's when you choose convict labor, when you don't know what else to pick. Exactly. I went with the line in your sands kind of subject uh-huh. and just went in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's talk about... Uh, so I think a huge factor in this game uh, was terrain. Uh-huh. Uh, Definitely. So, I mean, the usually it's kind of... When people win the flip, they always choose to have the opponent deploy first. And you had me deploy first. Uh, you deployed first so that you could pick the terrain. Right. And uh, so can you talk a little bit about the terrain? And I think that was a move you, like, played the whole thing really, really well, so you probably would have won the game anyway. But it was very, very dramatic (laughs) how much, like... Oh, yeah, it was huge. The terrain affected things. So how uh, it was set up was... um, You can't do hand gestures. They're not going to see. But I'm thinking of north (laughs) and mouth. uh, Sort north and so if I'm the south... The south was kind of was uh, a standard. Would it be standard deployment? All along the standard deployment line was uh-huh. was just a bunch of uh, houses, yeah, and like just kind of farming farmhouses, and then running through that, almost when running through the uh, uh, through the map diagonally was was water, uh-huh. which, which we were treating as severe terrain. And yeah. it was kind. Of, it was definitely a major impediment. And over that, over almost dead smack in the middle was a bridge. Yes. And on the other side of the bridge was where the biggest, where the big trouble hit. It's a gigantic, almost like rock edifice thing. Yeah, it was like it was like a giant, barely passable pyramid operating on the whole side that got in my way all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of why I took that. Cor- and it, since it was corner deployment, right? I just kind of put you in that corner. I was like, all right, you're gonna have to deal with this. I'll yeah. take you can counter deploy however you like. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I mean, I, I would say that the first turn and a half or so, I was just kind of struggling to either 
uh, with Ulex, get my Ulex ball around that mountain and then kind of get other things over that mountain to try to get to the center for turf war and for um, uh, kind of everything in the middle and uh, and just a lot of both my effort and my cards and my time went to getting around that mountain while you just started with a bunch of covers so you didn't have to worry about any shooting right. and then just kind of eased across the bridge and got your models where you wanted them to be right when you wanted them to be there and then and then between that mountain and that bridge and some other pieces of terrain, mm -hmm. you caught me in the middle of this terrible bottleneck. Yes. Where um, I have never seen Mei Feng um, uh, just cause so much pain. Oh, God. It's, it's great. So, so that's, that's what I really love about Mei Feng is that uh -huh. she, really, she really needs to be there. She needs to be in the – needs to put you in a spot and make sure that everything just hits you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think some of that was specifically the uh, the way that Mei Feng does chain attacks is she pushes you two inches away and then right. goes to the next attacker, mm -hmm. which usually means she can only hit you so many times right. because you get pushed away and you're kind of knocked into safety. Uh -huh. um, but in this case, everything got knocked into terrain. And uh, so as a result, we were all just like... Uh, my Ulix and I think it was I, uh, I think it the was sow. the sow, yeah. um, uh, and then maybe even Gracie. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. We're all kind of just like knocked yeah. against walls, and then you kept hitting them, right? And you just um, it kind of it looked like you found the perfect spot to ambush me, and once I reached that point, you kind of rail walked in, yeah, and. Uh, moved across the table in one AP, and in the next AP, just bounced around between all my guys, knocking them into train and murdering them. Right. And that was devastating. Yes. Uh, I, I had been putting a bunch of effort into uh, the things that went over the hill, went over that mountain. Uh, I managed to kill Amonozaka with a lot of effort. You did. with Was it with Ionis? I think it was with Ionis, yeah. and I think I had one other model helping with that, mm -hmm. but it was just... Um, like took a bunch of cards and a bunch of work. Right. And then once I like finished with that, I was kind of out of resources. And then you just took the train into town, commuted up to like the ambush spot <laughs> and knocked me into each piece of train and then just kept going. Right. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was, I would say this was probably the game in my whole history of playing Malifaux. This was the game where the train affected things the most. Mm -hmm. Really? Okay. Uh, just from, uh, first, that mountain, and I couldn't get around it. I was pinned right, into right. place. And second, um, the the way that you use the terrain kind of to find that <coughs> ambush point mm -hmm. and knock me into that ambush point so yeah. that I was pinned while you could keep operating. Right. Really masterful use of terrain. Thank you. Um, what was your plan to win? My plan to win was... Um, Primarily, it was just to get to well, let's kind see. of. So it seems like more to the just get to the center. The center, because you're turf war, so you want to occupy the center. Right. And you want to occupy the center with uh, durable models, right? Which is what I really like the Kamino and both both the Kamino and the rail workers for is that they really live. Yeah. And, and what I used Mei Feng for is mainly to push you out because mm. she has all those pushes and has all those. Yeah. Things, yeah. Right? So I really like, that's why I really like Mei Feng, especially in Turf War, uh -huh. is she just, 
because she can be wherever she needs to be. And then what I what I really like is making taking misdirection on on her. Yeah. And then like misdirecting it onto my hard to kill models, armor, and all that defense. So it's really right. good to just defer it to maybe a combining or something. Yeah, I, I remember successfully launching a few attacks against Mei Feng, trying to like uh, at least get some sort of counterattack and stop that onslaught of Mei Fenginess. Mm -hmm. And uh, and for some reason, I had I had not remembered how misdirection worked. And I thought that I could discard cards or do something to right. stop you from redirecting, and you can't. When you when redirect it's on my to, model, yeah, yeah. When it's on, when you were displacing it onto my models, I could, right. But I think you only did that once. You were mostly knocking it onto the Kamainu, and I couldn't do anything about that other than just kind of like grit my teeth and realize how tough Kamainu are, and how <laughs> you just summon another one when I kill it. Exactly. That was, uh, yeah. It's a great Toshiro Kamainu. Uh, Mayfang synergy. Yeah, they just, they just all work together really well. Um, it's also why I take seven soul stones with May almost always. Uh huh. Right, because I mean sometimes I need those masks really bad, and I just need to have them. And solid. you usually find yourself spending them on the trigger on the um, I usually, redirect yeah. trigger. Usually on the redirect trigger, especially if I know it's a really it's going to be a really crucial hit. Yeah. Or it's something that I can't move for. Yeah. Because one thing that I what I think really makes May the like really difficult to play is finding out when she dies, because uh -huh. when she dies, because like she seems invincible and then she just isn't. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Because I'm certain that if I had taken like three or four hits from from pig the pigs from, it, from the pigs, it'd yeah, been done. I I mean I felt like I could have gotten you with a counterattack, but you were just managing it the whole time mm -hmm. that you would redirect stuff so I couldn't kill you, and then you would kill the things that I had and and mass sweeping attacks so it didn't happen. Right. So, uh, next question, what problems did you have during the, the game, and how did you overcome them? Um, I think me, the biggest one was definitely, like, I wasn't aware of a lot of information. Like, I've never played uh -huh. Ulix before. Uh, it was new schemes and strategies, so it was all good new stuff. Yeah. And I, and I definitely didn't know how to play against summoning pigs. Because I knew Ulix summoned pigs, but I yes. didn't know what that meant. So... I was uncertain as to how that would work. Um, that's mm -hmm. and I overcame it mainly just by sticking to my main plan and just trying to like yeah just you don't, sally forth. And, even if you don't know how Ulix plays, you know how Mei Feng plays, and you played that right, and, and you kind of played to your strengths. Um, what was the biggest opportunity, and how did you take advantage of it? Oh uh, well, definitely uh, the biggest opportunity was. You at the at that one bottleneck. That yeah. was definitely the biggest. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the best way to put it is I threw my fang in the middle and I I just kind of went with it. Yeah. And it, and it paid off. And kind of when there were risks after you did that, you managed them. Right. And you had I mean you had made some preparations to help her survive in that you had Kamino around, you had the redirect trigger, right. you had plenty of soul stones. So you had, you kind of. Set up a bunch of stuff to mitigate your risk, and then you took the risk. Right. Um, yeah. So um, I guess the question, next question I usually ask is, what was the best moment of the game for you? And I think we know the answer. Getting, 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 three, getting three or four triggers off of the seismic uh, claws is yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, getting the tremor trigger and just bouncing yes. between Ulix and the Sow and killing. I think you killed the Sow and badly wounded Ulix, mm -hmm. and then you left Ulix stranded. So I... Uh, Tried to get another pig to it, and you killed it before it could. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, next question. What advice do you have for others who play Mayfang? Um, as, oh, I guess we've been going over this. Um, it's make sure that she, you know when to, make sure when you know when she breaks. Most uh -huh. of, that's the most the crucial of them all is figure out when she's going to break and figure out where she needs to be. Yeah. Because she can have, like, she can be anywhere she, she wants. So just figure out where that is. Nice. And yeah. That's, that's the kind of crucial event and all that is figure out where she's going to be and figure out where she's going to be most effective. I, I think, uh, like, the more I play Malifaux, the more when I walk to a table, I, found my, I find myself looking at, at a table and knowing, like, I know typically what my crew wants to do. Like, it wants to establish a holding point here and find a place to fight an enemy. Or it wants to, you know... And I kind of look at the table and say, I want this fight to happen here and this fight to happen here. Mm -hmm. And if I can kind of move those to happen, the game goes well. And it right. seems like you did exactly that. Mm -hmm. Like you said, okay, I want to occupy the center with a lot of defensive units. And then you saw that choke point and, and hit me there. Right. Um, what advice do you have for others who are playing against Ulix? Against Ulix? Yeah. Um, respect the pigs. Uh -huh. They hit really hard. And can hit really fast if you let them. So um, make sure. So like, oh, and oh, and especially kill the slop haulers. Yeah, that's that is a thing I'm finding. I'm actually taking slop haulers less and less these days mm -hmm. because they are they have such uh, like the healing is great, but their defenses aren't great. And you kind of like when you're playing Ulix, you're sort of hoping that your opponent won't realize what a good target they are. Mm -hmm. And the more people play against gremlins, the more they learn, like, okay, first thing you do is kill the slot ballers. Right. Yeah. They're kind of a big target. Um, so that was, that's kind of my big thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, like, I, think, I think that, and I would just, in general, try to figure out how to not get into the scrum with more than one of them. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's like the pigs kind of operate like in in a ball, mm -hmm. and if you can break up that ball or avoid that ball, you'll do better. Right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Derek. Um, congratulations uh, on a very fun game. Really, really well played game, uh, and I look forward to playing against you in the future. Um, uh, and I look forward to not having you on this podcast again. But well, <laughs> one can hope. Uh, uh, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Bye.